0: the Nuts. Hey everyone, it's These Nuts. We are absolutely nuts about all things real estate. Whether you're buying, selling, or borrowing, we cover the topics that matter to you and even the ones you didn't know you needed to be concerned with. We are your hosts, Shane Hollenbach, nationally recognized mortgage lender, and Jason Critton, one of the highest ranked realtors in all of Arizona. Jason, why does that matter? Well, because we have some advice, we have some experience, and we believe you should pay attention. And do we have any promises? We do. We'll keep it short and sweet. We'll pump out quality daily content covering real estate questions you've been dying to ask for about selling a home, buying a home, or how to get financed. You have questions? We have answers. Welcome back to the next episode of These Real Estate Nuts, episode 84. We're getting up there in age, Shane, and numbers of episodes. Uh, Shane Hollaback on the phone today, still calling in. 84 is a lot man yeah around 84 the weird thing is is that this year we're going to do 366 it's a leap year doing one a day so uh a lot of people have been listening in man we've had uh we've had a lot a lot of listeners actually all over the world which is kind of interesting people in netherlands and austria yeah we've had them all over the place i think we've had some 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 Danes listening to us and yeah it's kind of cool pretty cool. Really cool pretty cool so anyway uh, well we talked about on the last episode that this one we're gonna talk about how we should price a home for sale and uh, and whether or not that kind of changes from one market to the next so <laughs> you know what's funny about this one Jason yeah everything I would say you need to talk to Jason and so I got a feeling that I'm just gonna be doing a lot of hmm you can mm-hmm. just put it on mute and mm-hmm. eat eat a poppy seed muffin <laughs> Just gonna listen. Just gonna listen to you.
1: All right. So talk about it. Well,
0: let's talk about how you surprise the home. So when I meet with sellers, um, you know, I always tell them it doesn't really matter what I think your house is worth. It doesn't matter what you, Mr. Seller, thinks it's worth. It really does matter what an appraiser is gonna think your house is worth. Because wouldn't you agree that I mean, statistically, whoever buys their house probably gonna be a finance finance deal, right? typically yeah i mean mostly yeah i mean there's cash offers of course but you know it's it's statistically it's going to be a uh, a finance cash deal buyers want, cash, cash buyers want deals too it, Always keep that in mind they usually want deals that's well not always but that is true they usually do in this market right now cash buyers are coming in and paying over list price and blowing up yeah blowing up everyone else but but historically just also accepted. just to get accepted <laughs> um but but, but an appraiser is probably going to get involved here on most uh transactions and so you know one of the, one of the things that i you know i meet with an appraiser or i'll talk to one about every 6 months or so and just kind of check in hey has anything changed what are you guys looking for and um how are you guys pulling comps and so for the average joe out there what a comp is it means comparable and all that really means here in arizona um basically okay so your house is in a certain neighborhood uh an appraiser is typically not going to want to go outside of not not that neighborhood, but maybe major streets outside of the neighborhood, so they wouldn't want to yeah. cross the major roads on either side, north, south, east, or west. Um, they wouldn't want to compare a single level to a two story, for example. Um, yeah, another really these, huge one all of these if they don't have to the, these are all if they don't have to. So this is where they're gonna start with, and if they can find three you know plus comps, then they're good. If they can't, then they start breaking rules. Um, but some of these rules are, you know, let's not cross a major road. Let's not do a single story to a two story. Um, let's try to look at three bedroom versus three bedroom, right? Let's uh, one one huge one here in Arizona. And I think this, this varies in different states. Uh, appraisers might look at this differently. I've heard some appraisers will go up to 20% in some other states, but in our state, they'll typically go 10% up or down. So for example, if you have a 2000 square foot house, an appraiser would say, all right, well, so 1800 to 2200 square feet. Uh, would be comparable anything outside of that is too big or too small does that make sense and so that's kind of what they're looking at here and so once they start pulling these different rules right these different things to compare now they're now you basically have a bunch of houses that are very similar they're all two stories they're all within 10 percent of square foot they're all within the same neighborhood they've all sold in the last three to six months you know so the same time footprint right and so now they can start looking at condition um you know, was this one nicer than that one did this one have amenities that were better you know granite versus just uh what do you call those um laminate linoleum tops or, or uh, yeah laminate. or tile versus linoleum right they're going to look at all those details to start to arrive to a price and so that's how i'll do comps with my sellers and uh i'm really 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 good at pricing properties and so because uh and when i say that when we sell houses uh it is almost never happens that i have a house that doesn't appraise i mean I literally can't even think of the last time that I had that happen. It's just very, very rare. It's because I know how to I know how to price them uh, properly. I also know how to give a, uh, a great seller's um, appraisal packet to the appraiser too. I think we talked about that in another episode. We can probably talk about it again in the future. Um, next piece of the puzzle when we're talking about sell, uh, pricing the home is now we know what we think an appraiser would arrive at. Um, but does that change from one market to the next? So for example, we're in a seller's market right now. Would you agree with me, Shane? i absolutely yeah okay so in a seller's market what that means is we have low inventory and uh, that means there's more buyers than there are houses for sale and that means that sellers kind of can get away with some things that maybe yeah they call the shots yeah i mean you know you don't have to like be as show ready as you used to and you might be able to maybe let's just say that the comparable listings recommend your house is somewhere around that 340 to 350 mark Maybe you can get three fifty five for it now. It's a seller's market. Maybe you can get a little bit more than the next guy, and so you can kind of push a little bit higher, right? Now, if you're in a buyer's market, perhaps you go the exact opposite. Maybe it says the houses are worth three forty to three fifty. Maybe, maybe you go a little lower than that because. You know, you remember this back in the crash. It was kind of a race to the bottom. You tried to price yours ten or fifteen grand below the next guy, just so someone would pick yeah. yours, right? Um, yeah. Absolutely. So that that might be might happen in a buyer's market. Um, even in a uh, in a in a seller's market. And I think this is gonna be the last point that I want to make because this is a really neat strategy that um, I've employed a couple times. Really takes a special buyer, or I mean seller, to do this because it's it's very scary for them to to take this recommendation but sometimes when i have sellers that are kind of like i need to sell this yesterday right like they they're they're meeting with you by the way i want to be clear i'm uh, we're not we're not on the market yet you're just sitting at the table talking to them about selling it like hey what kind of timeline like i need it sold yesterday like immediately yeah Okay, so how about this? And then, and this is a story and I've done this multiple times, but this is my favorite one. This, this wasn't my house. Uh, I just thought brilliant. And we've done it a couple of times. It it just, it didn't even work out as good as this one. Very similar, um, but this was just the best. So we had a buyer, they put an offer in a house. And I think we might've talked about this on an episode, but um, the seller had directed their agent. This is exactly how it went. This is a seller directed, not agent. Okay. Agent met with the seller and this is a true story. He said, uh, I think your house is worth 350. There is one comp at 365, but it has a pool and it is nicer than your property. They showed it to him, And uh, so I think in and, and top of the market, without a pool in this neighborhood for your model, 350 is where I think you need to be. The seller said, all right, here's what I want to do. I want to list it on, you know, next Saturday. I don't want any showings for 7 days. We'll do an open house the following Saturday. I'll take I'll take showings on Sunday and call for all offers by the end of the day Sunday. I'll make a decision then. And I also want to list it for 300,000. Okay? The yeah. agent was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and I've done this before and it it really does work. And and this is where I came up with it. I don't know where the seller got it from. But I've noticed—that's I mean, um, that, what I was going to say. How how was the seller that savvy I don't know. Maybe they were investors at one point, um, or somehow in the business they had to be somewhere in the business at some point because I I don't know where they would really have got this philosophy from. But I got it because when I first started in real estate, um, I had some buyers. I mean, just I think yeah, this is this is who you get when you're first starting in real estate. You get like, kind of like the lowest price point buyers. You know, you're not selling million dollar houses. I was getting like, you know, people. $100,000 budget um and there, there was only two houses on the market for that or whatever you know what I mean like just nothing out there because it was really low price point and uh yeah. i'd take them to these houses that um you could just clearly tell they were nicer like to me they look like $140,000 houses for example not $100,000 houses and so, of course, they'd get so excited. We'd go to these houses, and they're like, "Oh yeah, this one is the one." I mean, it is night and day better than the yeah. last ones we seen. I'd like to put in a full price offer, and then you put in that offer, and then I I would find out they had like ten offers, and they ended up getting one forty. And I'm like, "What in the world?" And I, I realized that that it was an investor trick. Like those guys can't let it sit on the market for you know 120 days. They they've got to sell it, make their money back because they're pr- they're probably paying some loan shark interest or whatever on those deals. And um, yeah. so they got to turn them really quick. Uh, truly, time is money for, for them on that. So they price it low in order to try to drive up multiple offers. And then they basically counter offer and say, we have multiple offers and uh, give us your highest and best. And then people get nervous and then they just throw in these you know bigger and bigger offers. And then someone actually pays what they wanted in the first place, but they didn't have to wait for it. So that's, that's where I got the idea from. Uh, but this guy, that's what he did. And uh, so seven days passed. People were calling all week long and saying, hey, can I get in this property? They were like, nope. Can I get in this property? Nope. You can come on Saturday for the open house. And apparently the open house was just like backed. Up. I mean, there was like 20 or 30 people in it at all times, um, just completely a mad house. And uh, they ended up with 34 offers that, and that's not a joke, 34 four offers on the property so on sunday night and that's just they, they started taking offers on saturday so within 24 hours 40, uh, 34 offers they emailed everyone at like three or four o'clock in the afternoon said hey we have 34 offers send us your highest and best <clears throat> and then by uh, it was eight or nine o'clock that night we got an email saying you know we weren't picked it was just a bcc they sent out to the other 33 people and it said hey uh thanks for your offer uh seller decided to go with someone else good luck in your journey by the way we ended up getting just shy of 380 uh, appraisal contingency waived and, you know, whatever else there was a bunch of other stuff. But the moral of the story was the highest comp was 350 with a pool 365. This dude ended up getting almost 380 and they waived their appraisal contingency, which means if it, 80. if it appraised for 350, which is what the agent believed it would, that guy would pay the difference, the the 30 or you know grand okay. difference. He would just pull it out of his pocket, put it on the table and then, you know, get a loan for three fifty or whatever. So that's another kind of like, if you need to make a quick sale and perhaps create some kind of a bidding war strategy, you know, that's, that's an option. Um, talk to your realtor to see if that would be right for you. I'm not suggesting it for everyone or that it would work every time, but I've done it a couple of times and and it did go that way. Um, that's just probably the most successful one I've ever heard of because 34 offers. And and the reason why I think 34 is crazy, just so people know, um, if you're a good agent, you, you would, first of all, you'd already know that, like, if you went to that house, there's 50 people in it, you already know it's a hot property. And so, if you're a good agent, you call before you write the offer and just say, Hey, I got someone that's interested in this property. Do you have offers? And they say, Yeah, we got 34 offers. <laughs> that's where you, I mean, like, what are we wasting time here for? Hey, here's the deal. You got 34 offers. Here's what we're going to offer. I mean, are we even in the running? And they tell you, No, dude, we've got offers 30 grand above you, all cash. You know what i mean why waste your time why write so that's why i don't understand how how did 34 people write that offer you know what i mean like it seems like once you get to 10 that people would have called and said hey what do you got and they're like i got this like i can't even come close to that so like you know what i mean they're just wasting their clients time get signing paperwork that's just going to get thrown in the garbage at that point but anyway yeah so uh that's how you should price your home so talk to your realtor if you're in arizona i'd love the opportunity to interview with you and to uh, see if we're a fit for each other um but yeah we're going to pull some comps in the neighborhood same thing that appraiser is going to do if we're in a seller's market we can push if we're in a buyer's market we'll discuss those strategies and if you really need a quick sale there are some really cool tricks that you can kind of try uh but it's going to really vary you want to talk to your realtor see if it's right for you guys yes and and And? when in doubt just Just take Jason's advice. (laughs) That's totally true. Listen, guys, thanks for listening (laughs) to us. We'll catch you tomorrow on another episode of These Real Estate Nuts. And that's solid gold. Yes, if you live in Arizona and you're looking to buy or sell or get a mortgage or refinance, we'd love to earn your business. Text loan to 602-975-2772. To reach Shane about buying or refinancing strategies. Text home. To Jason at 602-975-2772 if you're looking to sell or buy in Arizona or if you need a referral for out of state from my expansive national network. Guys, thanks for listening. Catch these real estate nuts on the flip side.